Welcome back to the Bottom Line, News Radio 610 K1A, Wednesday afternoon. Our phone number, 547-1610. You can reach us via email at 610K1A.com, the Bottom Line page, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. We're also available on Twitter at Bottom Line 610, Parlor and Facebook at the Bottom Line 610, and, of course, our free mobile app at Google and the Apple stores. And joining us on the line, Ed, is Representative Brad Clippert from the 8th Legislative District. Representative Clippert, good afternoon, sir. Thank you very much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. It's my honor, my pleasure. So we know that there are a couple of bills that are going to have your name on it uh, in this coming legislative session, one that has been pre-filed that certainly uh, has caught our attention and the attention of a few others is House Bill 1013, uh, which deals directly with limiting the duration of the emergency rules and also does have an impact on the state health department. Talk to us a little bit about... uh, the concept for this bill and what this what impact this bill will have if passed well the concept of the bill is that we are a constitutional republic that means that we have three legislative we have three branches in our in our government one the legislative branch two the executive branch and three the judicial branch right now it seems in washington state for several months the only branch of our government that is ruling or leading us in Washington State is the executive branch, the governor. And that has gone on way too long, and that does not follow our Constitution. And so I seek to change that in the future. I, for any agency, and I've got a bill out there uh, ready to drop, uh, reference the governor's office, uh, will all be limited to 30 days, 30 days of emergency powers without uh, legislative approval. So that's what I seek to do with this bill and others that are are akin to it. Now, Representative Clippert, there certainly are um, some that have said that the legislature in part created this with the passage of uh, the bill last year that gave the governor the powers that that he is currently enjoying. At the time that that bill was passed and was voted on, and there there wasn't much dissent in either chamber, what was the thought, particularly among members of the Republican caucus, to support that bill? What what was what was the concept behind it, and did anyone foresee the governor using his emergency powers in this manner? Now we're in, we're in t- 2020 right now. When you say last year, do you mean 2020's legislative session or 2019? I believe it was in 19 session that that particular uh, Senate bill was passed. Exactly correct, and that's what I wanted to bring out for you and the listeners. That bill was passed in 2019, and I, as the commander of the Washington State Guard, and with some uh, someone who's been serving in uniform, military uniform, for over 30 years now, we have been preparing for the Cascadia subduction zone for everything west of I-5 to crumble during an earthquake or slide off into the Pacific Ocean. We've been preparing for fires, earthquakes, floods, and those types of things. And you are correct. No one foresaw COVID-19 on the horizon. So when we gave uh, the governor, and not Governor Inslee specific, but the governor's office, uh, additional powers in the emergency, we were thinking about floods, fires, Cascadia, subduction zone, and those types of emergencies. And no one foresaw COVID-19 on the horizon, nor did we ever expect that the governor would do what he has done this past year, uh, taking exclusive power over the state of Washington. And so now that mistake needs to be corrected. 
just out of curiosity, Representative Clippard, because there are some, myself included, that with this particular governor that we have, he could determine that climate change is to the point of a state of emergency. Would there be anything that would define what could be declared a state of emergency in your piece of legislation or any others that you may be hearing about that could be proposed? I I do have a fellow legislator who has another bill uh, specific to the governor. Uh, that particular legislator's bill says that the governor's powers would o- emergency powers would only exist for 14 days without legislative approval. You've had him on your show before. I haven't gotten his, uh, I will be number two on his bill, but I haven't gotten his permission to speak about it uh, on the air, so I'll leave it to him to do that. So, yes, his bill is much more specific than mine is, and uh, and I'm very proud to be number two on his bill. Mine is much more simple, and I try to make it easy for uh, the majority party to vote for this bill that I am going to propose concerning the governor's office, limiting the governor's office emergency powers to 30 days without legislative approval. We're talking with Representative Brad Clippert from the 8th Legislative District here on The Bottom Line. Representative Clippert, I know in in talking to people, especially in the Puget Sound area of a certain political persuasion, uh, they are fine with uh, the way things are. They, They feel like you know, Governor Inslee is addressing things in a, in a good way. And, uh, you know, why why do we need to get the bureaucratic red tape in the way of uh, of the governor making uh, those very important decisions for the state? Well, how would you address those uh, those folks? Well, my perception of that is, is the bureaucratic red tape is what na- is what is right now getting in the way of Washington state citizens, especially Washington state businesses and jobs in Washington State. Many, many, many people across our state, thousands of them are unemployed now, not because of COVID-19, but because the governor's reaction and his proclamations concerning COVID-19. So it is my opinion that bureaucratic, bureaucratic red tape brought down by the governor, it is what is getting in Washington State's businesses, especially small businesses, and employees' way so that they can no longer support themselves or their families. We're getting calls every day from people who say, I'm supposed to be getting unemployment. I haven't gotten unemployment. I can no longer afford to feed and clothe my family. Help me. And so I am trying to help them and make sure nothing like this ever happens again. If there's a true state of emergency, certainly we want to give the governor, I want to give the governor at least 30 days to react initially and then after that the governor will have to have legislative approval to carry on those emergency orders and that's how our country was built three branches of government that work together equally and coexist not just one we we keep hearing from the republicans in both the house and the senate we have to have a special session that we got to get this taken care of we aren't hearing anything from Democrats at all in either chamber, but there's got to be some, right? There's got to be some Democrats out there. They may not want to, you know, speak too loudly, but there's got to be some that that think, geez, you know, I worked really hard to get this position in the House or the Senate, and even I'm getting locked out of the process. You know, and I think you're right, and I've heard uh, from multiple different sources, that there are, in fact, members of the majority party who want to see this come to an end, who want to see the governor's emergency powers uh, 
um, not last for months and months and months. And so, um, but I personally uh, would not feel at liberty to share any of those names. I don't have, do not have permission to do that. But I do think there are, in fact, members of the, the uh, majority party who are frustrated at the current situation and want to see it come to end and want to see the legislature called into special session so that we, a uh, co-equal branch of the government, can work together with the governor to best serve each and every citizen in Washington State. Now we're speaking with 8th District uh, Representative Brad Clippert here on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Oh, Representative Clippert, while we have you, I want to ask a couple questions to provide a little bit more clarity about some of the things that the governor has talked about, some of the things that he's announced he's going to do and what he has the ability to do versus what the, where the legislature needs to step in. For example, uh, a couple of weeks ago, the governor announced $135 million in care money is going to be spent, and then he announced the other day another $50 million of federal money. The governor has the ability to take federal money and disperse it how he sees fit, but if he wants to tap into any state money, he needs the legislature's approval to do that, Correct. I have always sat, except for when I was on the uh, Transportation Committee, which is in itself both a policy and a budget committee, I have always always sat on policy committees. So I'll have to admit to you, I am not an expert in the budget matters of the state. My understanding is the legislature writes the budget for the state. The governor has uh, the power to either veto that budget or to approve it, and then, of course, the legislature can override his veto with two, a two-thirds vote. But So we have written a budget, and uh, that budget is out there. My understanding is, my understanding, like I said, I'm not an expert, is that he does have the power to uh, take, those state dollars, take state dollars from that budget as allocated uh, under his emergency powers as he sees fit to meet the needs of an emergency. So then I guess maybe this is a, and you may not be able to answer this question, sir, and I apologize if I do ask it and you can't, but it would seem then that this, the federal money, which of course has not been budgeted by the state, this is money that's been allocated outside of what's been approved by the legislature for the budget. If he does have that ability to do it, then you would think that that he would tap into some of, of that funding and redirect it in manners to help these small businesses. I mean, it, it just came out, I believe, yesterday or today from the Restaurant Association that I believe was the Restaurant Association, 2,237 restaurants are permanently closed now in Washington State. They're not reopening. Not only would you think that, you would desperately hope that. And that's what that's exactly why I am writing the bills I'm writing, because Businesses and citizens, people of Washington State, are suffering mightily under his proclamations. And his cure uh, is, to me, is much worse than COVID-19 itself. More people are suffering under his proclamations than are suffering under COVID-19, in my opinion. And that's why I seek to change that, because these people need relief. They need to have the freedom to support themselves and their families and operate their businesses in a, a fiscally solvent manner so they can keep their businesses open, support themselves, their families, and their employees. We're talking with Representative Brad Clippert from the 8th Legislative District here on the bottom line. Now, Representative Clippert, 
you're, I'm sure you're extremely aware. You've received phone calls, emails uh, from your constituents, and there are many in local government that have also received emails and phone calls from their constituents asking them to take action, wondering why they're not taking action, whether it is city council members or county commissioners. You've got to be able to do something about this. For those that are listening, do local elected officials, city councils, commissioners, do they have any power or any authority to do anything in this particular situation? Or when it comes to matters from the governor, are these all things that only the state legislature can do something about and the commissioners and city council members don't have the authority to do anything about these proclamations and orders? I absolutely love the fact that you asked that question. Let's just go to the Washington State Constitution. Article 1, Section 1, political power. All political power, I repeat, all political power is inherent in the people. And the governments derive their just powers from the consent of the governed and are established to protect and maintain individual rights. So I say yes, the people, local city jurisdictions, county jurisdictions, everyone in the state of Washington who is a citizen of the United States of America has a right to stand up and say, I've had enough. I'm not putting up with this anymore. I am referring to my Washington State Constitution, Article 1, Section 1. All power is inherent in the people. And so I say, yes, stand up and fight back, fight for your rights as declared under your Washington State Constitution are available to you. Representative Brad Clippert from the 8th Legislative District, appreciate you joining us this afternoon, sir. Thank you for the time, and uh, good luck with House Bill 1013. We'll certainly be tracking it, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you very much.